Welcome back to Hit the Target podcast. And it's a rather sad one on such an exciting Premier League weekend. Um, I'm in the studio alone. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Joshua Gaylord, and uh, we're missing some of our some of our f- football lovers. Um, anyway, this weekend we are going to have a look at some of the big fixtures. Uh, there are two massive ones at it. Uh, like I said, pretty exciting. But we'll start off with the Saturday fixtures in this betting preview. Um, Wolves take on Brighton. Wolves need to start picking up points um, before they truly find themselves in a sticky situation, I believe. Uh, their goal-scoring issues are evident, managing just six goals in 13 games. I mean, it's pretty poor from them. Uh, and if you think about it, Ruben Neves is their top goal scorer. He normally plays a bit more defensively in that in that midfield. Um, on three goals, a top goal scorer, they really need to pick it up there. But um, And on the flip side, Brighton have been excellent. Uh, Brighton enters this tie on the back of a truly positive results. Maybe that's why one of our Chelsea fans aren't in at the moment. Um, outplaying their former boss and Chelsea by 4-1. Uh, to be honest, even though they failed to get a positive result recently, uh, their play has been extremely positive and it was only a matter of time before this kind of result uh, followed. Um, but Wolves is the team that they need to beat right now. Um, Brighton has always had players knocking... Oh. Rather, Brighton has always had players knocking on the door uh, of top clubs. And another budding player is Leandro Trossard. I mean, we've seen players like Kukurela go over into the top six. We've seen players like Basuma go over into top, top six recently. And he's one of them. Um, I think I'm backing him to score this weekend. Um, he scored against Chelsea already. He scored a hat-trick against Liverpool at Anfield, I might add. And then he's also scored against Man City in their defeat. Um, but you can back him or you can back Brighton at 12-10. to 10. That's the first one of the weekend followed by Leeds versus Bournemouth. Um, a truly historic win for Jesse Marsh last weekend, and Leeds for that matter. Uh, after an eight-match winless streak and a four-match losing streak, they go on to Anfield and, I don't know, they, they stun everybody. Um, they have been playing brilliantly. They always go into every fix, fixture rocking on. Um, but to beat defeat Liverpool at Anfield, which were, they were on a 29-match unbeaten run, uh, it's it's astonishing, and now they face a team who you'd think that this is the t- the kind of fixture that they'd rather win, um, which I feel they should. Bournemouth they have now suffered defeating their last three fixtures, um, but they were really unlucky not to win against Tottenham last weekend, losing in additional time three uh, two after going up two 0 I mean that's really demoralising. Uh, should Leeds win this fixture, they will jump over Bournemouth, um, and I do believe they can do so at fifteen to twenty. I feel like that's a, uh, one that you can really put in your multiples. Um, next up, Nottingham Forest face Brentford. Um, both Nottingham Forest and Brentford are currently struggling for form. Uh, just a few weeks ago, Thomas Frank was being asked about taking up the Chelsea job. Uh, now, I mean, if that opportunity was there, I don't believe uh, that would be the case. Not to say that he isn't a great manager, but he does need to pull up the bees out of the soul. Um, Brentford is currently creating a lot of goal-scoring opportunities. Uh, and according to Premier League stats, they sit second behind only Liverpool with 21 big chances created. So uh, uh, Ivan Tony has been playing phenomenally, but to, for the forwards uh, to be missing such big chances or uh, like players like uh, Mbuemo and Josh De Silva, um, they really need to come to the party here. And I think against Nottingham Forest, um, who had a... They kept a clean sheet, firstly, for the first time in a long time, which was good before they defeated Liverpool, um, but then only to be brought back down to earth by Arsenal losing 5-0 last weekend. 
uh, Steve Cooper knows that these kind of fixtures are the ones that he should be um, competing with a little more zest, not against Arsenal or not against Liverpool. Um, but I, I want to back Brentford here, but being clinical in front of goal is, is, is not the order of the day for them at the moment. Um, however, I do believe they can get on the score, score sheet. So I'm backing both teams to score yes here at 15 to 20. Uh, moving on, you can't really call these kind of fixtures bankers because one to seven for Manchester City against Fulham, it's it's nothing to back. Um, so, but this is a pretty straightforward fixture. I mean, Man City has won all six home games so far this season, um, and I can't see Fulham troubling them here at all. Uh, City did, however, need a moment of brilliance last week against Leicester, uh, who have been chipping a lot of goals uh, recently, but. A free kick from Kevin De Bruyne uh, kept the pressure on Arsenal um, before they played on Sunday. But with Erling Haaland still a doubt um, this weekend, I mean, it's, it's going to be difficult. Uh, but against Fulham, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's a no-brainer here. Um, for the punt, we just need to... We just need to get something closer to even money, I believe. Um, and should Arland, Erling Haaland rather still be a doubt, I think Pep will... People let us know in his pre-match presser, um, but I'm backing City and under 4.5 goals here at 8 to 10. I mean, uh, to get something like that on City is pretty decent. Next up, um, there's a lot of big fixtures, or there's rather two big fixtures this weekend, but one that's rather intriguing for me is the Saturday fixture, the last fixture on Saturday, rather, uh, Everton versus Leicester. Um, both teams have both failed to uh, to take home three points or find the back of the net last weekend. Um Everton and Leicester will aim to right those wrongs in Saturday evening's Premier League contest at Goodison Park. Um, the Toffees battle to get a goalless draw away at Fulham last weekend, while Brendan Rodgers, like we just mentioned, fell to a one-nil defeat to Man City. Um, it'll be interesting to see an Everton team who has been rather sturdy defensively uh, against the Leicester team who has been impressive going forward. Uh, they've scored just nine few Nine fewer goals than Arsenal. I mean, 21 goals and you uh, third from bottom. It's it's interesting. So you know that def- defensively they're weak, but going forward they're strong. Um, and both teams are, are, are rather have a stark contrast in that regard. But I'm backing Everton here on the match bet and both teams to score yes. Uh, that's 39 to 10. It's considerable value. Um, moving on to Sunday. Um <laughs> I'm excited for this one and to not have guys in the in the studio with me to discuss this. It's pretty depressing. Um, Chelsea face Arsenal. I mean, this is a big one. It's a fixture that determines the pride of London. Um, will it be blue? Will it be red? Uh, or sorry, should I say, will it remain red? Because last time these two faced, um, Arsenal did a bit of a number. Um, and one of the bigger talking points most surely is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang featuring against his former club, I mean, things didn't end that great or on the kindest of notes with him. So surely he'll be energized to prove a point. Um, probably we might even see uh, another crazy feat. I mean, a couple of years ago, when I say a couple, I mean a good couple of years ago, we saw um, a former Arsenal player move to Manchester City um, and he ran across the breath, length and breadth of the field to celebrate in front of those <laughs> Arsenal fans. Um, I don't even think I need to mention his name. But... Maybe we'll see a trademark front flip in front of the Arsenal crowd this weekend at Stanford Bridge. But last season, like I mentioned, Chelsea went on to the Emirates and the Romelu Lukaku was the big signing back then. 
he bullied Pablo Mari. I mean, oh, at the moment, I mean, let's all take a moment to just hope that Pablo Mari recovers from his incident in Italy. But Lukaku bullied him. Um, and Chelsea defeated Arsenal 2-0. That was in the beginning of the season when everything was going completely wrong. And in the reverse fixture, a couple of months later, um, Mikel, Mikel Oteta's young guys, they seemed to, not seem to, they did stun the former European champions by four goals to two at Stamford Bridge. Um, that was pretty impressive from them. Uh, everything at Chelsea seems to have changed. Well, not seems, it has changed since. And to be honest, um, you really don't know what to expect from Graham Potter at the moment. Changes the formations regularly. He's not afraid to make early substitutions either. Um, but at the same time, he has been rather defensively sound, even though we consider last week's uh, freak results, shipping four against his former club. Wasn't a great uh, a welcome, but they've progressed in the Champions League. Every day, they, everything looks excellent. They're finishing top of the group. Um, but it, like, like I'm saying, it's, it's a bit difficult to predict what to get from Chelsea at the moment. Um, and I mean, the odds do suggest that it's 33 to 20 for Chelsea. At the same time, Arsenal come to Stamford Bridge and it's 33 to 20 at the time of recording. Um, but similarly, a lot has changed at Arsenal. Um, we can, at the same time, you you can expect similar lineups from Arsenal. Uh, they have been pretty rigid in that at the moment under Mikel Oteta. Um, but the Gunners normally come flying out the blocks. Um, and for Chelsea... In the last two fixtures, they have conceded in the uh, first 10 minutes. So for me in this encounter, I don't know about backing a team, even though I am confident as an Arsenal fan going into this. Uh, as a betting perspective, I'm backing Arsenal to f score first here, considering Chelsea have conceded in the first 10 minutes and Arsenal always come flying out the blocks in every Premier League fixture. Um, and that's going at 90-20 currently on Hollywood bets. Um, whether London is blue or red, we will soon find out. Moving on, Aston Villa uh, take on Man United. Aston Villa, um, they continue to show ambish, ambition under their new ownership. It's excellent to see. Um, continuously making the Premier League more competitive. Uh, Unai Emery, uh, former Arsenal man, unfinished business in the Premier League. He takes charge of his first match. And I mean, he couldn't have asked for a warmer welcome when he comes against Man United at, uh, uh, when Man United enter the gates of Villa Park. Uh, this encounter is not as straightforward. Um, Emre usually sets up pretty well for big sides. Hence, he does well in cup competitions, but in the league, he hasn't uh, really stamped a name for himself. Um, Man United is moving on to Man United. They um, they finally grown confidence enough to play football under Tenag, uh, I'd like to say. Um, obviously, bar the big matches, we've seen him sit back a bit, and it's come uh, uh, in his favor, I'd like to add, uh, away at Stanford Bridge, a 1-1 result. Um, and a 3-1 result against Arsenal. I mean, the bigger teams, even defeating uh, uh, Tottenham as well, I mean, the bigger teams, he seems to hesitate a bit, but against Aston Villa, I don't think he'll do so. Um, one thing that, uh, looking at Arsenal, what they did under Arteta when they first started, was sort out that defence. Um, and then they continued to build on the squad. Man United have, this season, I feel like they've sorted out that defense. Uh, and part and parcel, I mean, exceed, the exceedingly solid players have been. Lissandro Martinez, as hard as it is to admit, because he was linked with Arsenal, um, as well as David De Gea, continuing to show why he's been the number one man there for so long, even kicking out players like Dean Henderson, who is performing at uh, at um, Nottingham Forest, I believe. Um, 
yeah, they've conceded, Man United have conceded just one goal in those, in seven games across all competitions currently. And that one goal was a penalty against Chelsea. So defensively, they seem to uh, be sorting themselves out. Yes, they had a freak show at Brentford earlier in the season, but you can see the progress, definitely. Um, conceding just one goal in seven games is, is and that's a penalty. That's, that's uh, considerable from them. So for me, even though Unai Emre can set up well against big teams, I think United win this fixture. Um, and at 11 to 10, I mean, how can you pass that up? A uh, quick one here, uh, moving on to Southampton versus Newcastle. For me, bank over the weekend. I know Manchester City is 1 to 7, but we can't really call it a bank. It's not much value. But Southampton versus Newcastle. Uh, bank of the weekend. Newcastle steamrolls Southampton. Yeah, nineteen to 20, 20 is a lot of value, and uh, in they've they've been playing phenomenally. Speaking of teams that are, are showing confidence, showing growth, this is the this is one of them. I mean, Eddie Howe is nominated alongside Pep Guardiola and Arteta for the October Manager of the Month in the Premier League. Um, surely he wins it. Uh, uh, and if we don't want nineteen to twenty as, as value on Newcastle. Uh, Miguel Almiron, absolute tear at the moment. Six goals in his last six games. Um, that's crazy. Um, 26 to 10, that's also on offer. West Ham versus Crystal Palace, another London derby. Uh, West Ham take on Crystal Palace. And uh, this one we'll just look, I think, both teams to score is something we have to look at. And But the draw, both teams go away, have a go at each other more often than not here in this encounter. But the draw for me, both teams to score, um, yes, at 39 and 10. Finally, the I mean they they made the London derby a curtain raiser, so to speak, a, a early kickoff. Um, but the main event, what seems to be like the main event, what should have been the main event if Liverpool were playing up to standard, is Liverpool versus Tottenham. They travel to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and yo, this is an encounter to watch. I mean, Liverpool have been changing formations, uh, doing the most that they can, trying to bring in young players trying to find a good blend, they, not sticking to the, the same patterns that they've been playing over the last couple of years that have been successful for them, trying new ways, and it still doesn't seem to be working. Um, coming up against the Tottenham, who, if you look at them in, uh, from an eye test, hasn't been the best. It's not something that you want to watch, but they, they keep grinding results. Um, final additional time goals we saw in the Champions League this week, uh, netting that additional minute goal. <coughs> And also, the prior to that, uh, like I just mentioned earlier, against Bournemouth, uh, getting a 3-2 away win there, it's, it's, they seem to be just finding ways to win. Um, but Liverpool will be wary of facing Tottenham, um, as the Premier League standings do show that uh, they are struggling at the moment. Um, Tottenham, five points behind Arsenal. Um, they're looking to maintain that pressure against their rivals. Um, can they do it? I do think so. I think they can do it in their in their own home grounds. I mean, Liverpool suffered a crazy defeat uh, last week against Leeds, um, which is was really surprising. The the defeat brought Virgil Van Dijk's undefeated uh, record of sixty plus fixtures to an end on home soil in the Premier League. Um, that that's phenomenal in itself, and for that to come to an end, um, it just goes to show that there, there's so much happening there at Liverpool at the moment. Can Tottenham do it? Ooh. It's, it's it's they can catch them on the break. We know that Liverpool are always going to play a high line, um, and I think that the players like Kane and Son they can they can sneak those goals, maybe even late goals, like they continuously do. 
But for me, uh, I have to back the draw. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool seemed to somehow show up at a big game. Uh, who would have thought that Manchester City would lose that fixture? Um, yes, it was just 1-0. Uh, but who would have thought that? Uh, for, for, for everyone in the studio at the time when we were doing this podcast, for me included, I thought that Man City would be the one to finally break that record of Virgil van Dijk's and the current home record of Liverpool. But it ended up, ended up being Leeds. Um, so for me, I'm backing the draw here. I think that Liverpool can rise to this occasion. Um, and at 26 to 10, uh, I mean, that's, that's some value uh, for, for the punters out there. But for the listeners, thank you for listening uh, to this one-man show. Uh, will Tottenham defeat Liverpool or can Liverpool do it uh, in one of the big fixtures this Sunday or this weekend? Can Arsenal continue their great form or will the Blues under Graham Potter upset the apple cart? Uh, and obviously Manchester City should take the lead if that is the case. But let us know in the comments below and if your target, if your answer hits the target, uh, we will credit your betting voucher, credit your accounts with a betting voucher valued at 200 Rand. Um, just answer the question, can Tottenham do it? Can Liverpool do it? Uh, who wins in those two big fixtures? And until next time, we will have some guys in the studio here with me. Cheers.